Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. First snap. There's a little high pull down by Wisnowski. Robbie Gold has it away, and it is good! Robbie Gold! has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. The golden leg of Robbie Gold going to an NFC championship game. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. It's on its way. It is good. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. The Rams are going. Championship game, and have we seen the last of the most decorated quarterback in NFL history? Mahomes looks to throw it, pump faking right side. He wants it, a comeback cut, and it's caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City! One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback, and the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. What in the hell did we witness the past two days in the National Football League? I can't go back to normal football. I can't go back to Super Wild Card round. I can't go forward to the Conference Championship games. Nothing we ever see again is going to be that good. They have shot a new drug into our veins, and we're going to want more of it now. It was incredible. The best two games, best two days of games in NFL history. Everyone a walk-off. Everyone exciting. And each one, Chris, 
in its own unique way yeah, no played doubt. out right. and ended. It was amazing. It, amazing. It was. It was. Unbelievable. It really was. All four games had something to deliver. You're right about that. I mean, what, just right off the bat, the Tennessee, the Bengals, Bengals upset in the number one seed, the great game on Saturday night. I mean, the Rams and the Bucks and all the drama in that one. And then last night, I don't even know where to begin with last night. I mean, really, the, 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 when you just talk about the Chiefs-Bills game, that was such a special, special game between special quarterbacks. And, Mike, it's like we talked about all last week. So I think it's the one thing that, hey, it's awesome that we didn't get any real upsets on wild card, super wild card weekend because we saw the best eight teams. It led to the best four games. And, man, they were nail biters. And just it's going to be an awesome Final Four here going forward. Unbelievable. And, look, it – they always say, may the best team win. You can make the argument the best team lost every one of those games. That every one of those games, the better team did not prevail. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's why they play the games, as a wise man once said. But, uh, you know, even, even the last game, and we'll start there. We're going to spend a lot of time on every one of the games, unpacking, as they like to say, the various issues and angles. That's what we do all the time, even when the game's are far less exciting. And even when the games are far less exciting, we find plenty to talk about. Today's the kind of day where we could do this for four hours. We could devote an hour to each game. We could devote the full show to last night's game. And what a show yeah. that they put on. And, you know, we were saying this last week, not that this is high-level stuff, not that we discovered plutonium by accident, but we're looking for Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. And it is, without question, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. And we can only hope that they continue to cross paths in the postseason, hopefully every year. I'll take it every other year. I don't want to be greedy. Hopefully they'll at least play once a year, regular season or postseason or a year like this, both. That was phenomenal. It was incredible. And they're clearly the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, all around, the things they can do. It's unquestioned. Even though it's going to be Tom Brady and and uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, the other guy nothing. that I'm already forgetting. Yeah, even though they're going to be the top two in the MVP race, Allen and Mahomes showed us last night why they're the best two. Yeah, the, they are the best two. It's something I said a lot last week, even on other radio things. These are the two best. You heard me say on the pregame show yesterday. The two best quarterbacks in football are were playing last night. Yeah, Brady, Rodgers, they're going to get more of the votes you're saying. And I had people like last week, well, explain that to me. How is Rodgers the MVP, but the other two are better? Well, okay, in one game, at their absolute best, Allen and Mahomes are the best two players in football, period. Now, did they play their A game the whole year consistently throughout? No. Rodgers consistently played his A game better throughout the year. So, therefore, and his team played a little more consistently. Therefore, he wins the MVP because of that. But on his best day right now, 2021, Brady, Rodgers, whoever else you want, nobody's in the class of these two. That was special what we saw last night. Like, out of this world special, we really forget the matchup and what, I mean, everything about the football game. What we saw from the two quarterbacks was as good a quarterback play and, like, cheat code, we broke the matrix type of stuff that we've ever seen in football. It just, it did not matter what the defenses did. Hey, offense, we can execute it when nothing was there in the offense to execute. It still looked like we executed the offense and made a bunch of unbelievable plays. Is the 
two best players in our sport. They were on fire last night, and it was really one of the best finishes and most exciting games I can ever remember because of these two guys who are just already on a trajectory to me to be two of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of all time, too. They have that type of talent. The ability to improvise, to buy time, Off to extend charts. plays, to move their bodies in relation to the players around them, to accelerate past a defensive lineman who is flailing to try to bring them down, and then throw a frozen rope on the move. I, it, it just was incredible to see it play out. And for the first time in playoff history, opposing quarterbacks threw for more than 300 passing yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. They were incredible. It, it, it was the best playoff game that I can recall in in years. And, and look, I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, you know, right. Super right. Bowls are more impactful. Super Bowl 51, <coughs> Super Bowl 51 was a bigger deal. Sure, right? sure. And, and Super Bowl 42 was a bigger deal with the helmet catch. I mean, it, because a championship yeah, the magnitude rides on the outcome of, the of that game. Right, right. But for a divisional round game... That, that, that's the biggest one, and I keep going back to the Immaculate Reception because that was the moment I discovered the NFL was a big deal. Now, it wasn't a great game. It was just a great moment at the end of a, you know, a typical 70s grinded out like we saw Saturday 13-10 type of a game. But, but that moment and the way it resonated, that, that's what last night carries with it, what we saw and what we absorbed and how – all of our expectations continued to be defied. That, that's it. All the way down to the final 13 seconds of regulation when anyone capable of any basic commonsensical thought would have assumed the game was over. But not with a guy like Patrick Mahomes or a guy like Josh Allen. Either one could pull it off. And you know what, Chris? Let's start the drive right there. Yeah. Peter King had something in football night or football morning in America, not football night in America, about the kicking of the ball into the end zone. I a hear coach you. texted that's, him. That's definitely a Don't conversation. Do right. Make this make, make them run the ball out right. so they have less time. Because all they needed was those two plays. Seconds. Right. Exactly. You're right. only gonna get one play, not two. I, I don't I, think it would have mattered. Yeah. I think Mahomes still would have with one play <laughs> gotten the team in field goal range, but but it's a great point. Don't kick the ball into the end zone there. Force them to run it. Force him to chew up some time. Of course, the risk you're taking is the guy pops it for a touchdown. Well, I mean, I just want to jump off there for a second. Like, you're right. I, don't, I mean, it's one of those games, Mike. I don't know how you felt where I literally got done with the game and I was like, man, I feel really bad for Josh Allen. But I also think I've, if it was the other way around and Allen and the Bills won, I would have gone, man, I feel really bad for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it, it was a rare instance where we were watching greatness and – I mean, it's like I didn't have a vet, you know, I wasn't invested in one horse. I was just going, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. And I mean, how many times in just the last few minutes of the game did we go, well, oh, Buffalo scored. Ooh, I don't know. Can Kansas City go down and score? Oh, they scored. Oh, man. I don't think Buffalo can come back and score and do this again. Oh, boom, they go and score. I mean, it was just unreal what we saw. I think that's what makes the game, to your point, like one of the greatest we've ever seen. Maybe not in magnitude because it wasn't one for the Super Bowl. But there was no blunders, really. I mean, we're about to break down the blunder. But the quarterback pretty much played perfection. And I think that's where that game stands alone, where you just saw, oh, my gosh, two guys, the best two players at their sport, and they played their best games of the year against each other, and that was amazing. 
And now, like, back to the point there, Mike, I mean, yeah, it was one of the things I thought of originally watching the football game. Why not hit the pop-up? Make him catch it at the three- or four-yard line and take that five or six seconds off the clock. I mean, you're right. Who in the hell knows what happens with Mahomes and his ability to create magic? But I think between that play right there and then I don't have so much of a problem with the first play to Tyree Kill, letting them get some yards, but then for them to just let uh, Travis Kelsey off the ball. Uh, I'm not sure really what Kansas City, I mean, what Buffalo was trying to do there. With that amount of time left on the clock, I know it wasn't a ton of time, but they did the Chiefs have timeouts. So you had to like have some semblance or protection to the middle of the field at that point and realize that Kelsey might get the ball. But yeah, here you go. There's the kickoff, Mike, right? You're, I mean, 100% right in that point. And that blew some seconds. Here, okay, I got no problem with this play. Well designed, good job. They get up there. I mean, the Buffalo's feeling this out. Now, eight seconds. This is the one I don't understand. Where... What exactly are we protecting there? Just the, It looked like they were protecting deep outs and like medium outs, 10, 20-yard out routes. Who cares about that? They have a timeout. They can throw the ball in the middle of the field and then just to let Travis Kelsey run free. I think those are the things you look at that were the major mistakes that Buffalo is going to be kicking themselves about. And you know, one of the things that, w- that we saw – pop up on Twitter and it's funny and it's cute and it draws a line back to last weekend. Look at what the Chiefs did in 13 seconds. Look at what the Cowboys didn't do with 14 seconds. The difference is the Chiefs had all their timeouts. Right. And if you can find a way to keep three timeouts in your pocket just in case, you're going to have the ability to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill, take the timeout. And then during the timeout, that's when Travis Kelsey said to Patrick Mahomes, hey, if they give me the same look, that they gave me on the last play. I'm going to run down the seam. That wasn't the route he was supposed to run, but they gave him the same look. He ran down the seam, and that was that. And before we go any farther, we have to hear Andy Reid with the advice that he gave to Patrick Mahomes, because this is an all-timer. Uh, on on 13 seconds left, here's what Reid told Mahomes to do. Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper and go get it. So he uh, he did that. He went – he, he uh, made everybody around him better, which he – which he uh, is great at, and um, uh, and you know he just does it effortlessly. Um, uh, when it, when it gets tough, you know he's going to be there battling, and players appreciate that. You know, I've been thinking. We all appreciate it, Andy. We all oh, do. Uh, I mean, it's unreal. Hey, it's it's incredible to see what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing, and now four straight years hosting the AFC championship game, and they'll have their opportunity to go to three straight Super Bowls, which which in today's NFL is amazing. Is amazing. That is amazing. Because the teams are packed together like never before. It was amazing when the Bills did it right. 30 years ago because they kept losing. To go all the way back down to zero and zero and climb the mountain again and get back year after year after year when you keep losing is incredible. But in today's NFL – when you look at how good the teams are and how they started. My God, we were ready to give up on them. And here's the other thing, too, Chris. Here's the other thing, too. You know, those games in September and October, those, that, that throwaway game in Jacksonville that you lose 9-6, to six, you never know which is the one that's right. going to keep you Come from having a game like that at home. Right, right. That, and, and I know home field advantage isn't what it used to be, and the home teams were 1-3 this weekend. But, but that game last night, 
it's got a different vibe in Buffalo. No doubt. A different feel no in Buffalo <clears throat> and a different advantage. A real advantage in Kansas City versus a real advantage in Buffalo. That If they're looking for things to learn once and for all, it's don't screw around in the regular season. Kick the SH-T out of everyone so you force everyone else to come to Western New York in January. I, I think that'll probably be one of the lessons they learned. Mike agreed with you there, 100%. I mean, it, it's how can you not think about that? Just, hey, what's the difference in the football game if we're at home with our crowd, with some of the momentum swings of the game? Certainly you're going to think that. I mean, but it's just, it, it, it is one of those that's just unbelievable. I, I don't even know where to say. It, it's such a draw-dropping game. It was literally whoever had the ball last with both of these quarterbacks. I mean, you mentioned with Mahomes there everything that they that he does just never flinches we never saw either quarterback flinch throughout the game and the most pressure-packed situations it just looked like either one of them didn't matter who had the ball was just like okay here we go I'll make it happen no big deal let me scramble around and spin around 360 throw a ball you know sidearm 30 yards down the football field it was an amazing a magic show. It really was. The Matrix was broke last night with these two quarterbacks. They are on another level from the rest of the league. And Mahomes, uh, that's what's amazing about Mahomes is really we've been seeing him act like this from the very get-go. From the second he started his first game in his second season as an NFL quarterback, there just never seems to be anything that phases him. And he's just the coolest, calmest, uh, I mean, coolest, calmest leader I've ever seen, really, to be that young. And then again, too, this is not this is not Man- Manning and Brady where it's like hey you know the protection's perfect and we're going to be surgical every play and make the exact right quarterback decision and our offense is really well thought out and coached this is a little bit more of a back backyard football flair that both of these guys have too which really makes the game harder and puts more pressure on them at times to make incredible things happen but they just continue to deliver and Mahomes amazing but Mike I'm, I hear you you know I'm sure that's something Buffalo's going to talk about this offseason get this game at home and maybe we got a better chance to go to the Super Bowl this may not be a fair question but it's never stopped me from asking questions like this in the past who's better Allen or Mahomes like better yeah I, 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 I know in totality Mahomes is better right right like he won the Super Bowl he's won the MVP but the last two years Josh Allen has outplayed Patrick Mahomes and I think even looking at last night I, I know this you can't sit here and tell me uh, they're 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 almost equal. I, I would probably told you going into the game last night that I would take Allen right now with the way he's played, and I, I don't. It's hard to argue either way right now, really. I mean, I don't know how you could definitively say Josh Allen is worse than Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. Allen is right there in the class, in the conversation. Uh, I mean, you talk about guys, who am I going to take first pick to be my quarterback of my fantasy team or my real-life team? I mean, you can't go wrong with either guy. Who do you think? I don't know. I I would take probably Allen after this year, but man, is it really close. And Mahomes does have a certain magic about him that seems like he's always on the right side of these things. I feel like Mahomes can sustain it longer. Remember last year, our concern was that toe injury had slowed him down just enough. And if he can stay healthy, I think that's the key. When you add the mobility factor to these quarterbacks, you introduce the injury possibility. When it's just a guy who's pocket passer and the offense is performing perfectly, you don't have that same possibility getting the guy banged up. But look at how Josh Allen 
last night. That run, that's caution to the wind. That's something you're not going to do at Jacksonville to try to win a regular season game. That's something that you save for a moment like this because you don't want to take the risk it's, of losing it's your so, guy for yeah. six weeks. Well, it's so special, too. Like I, I, That's where I, I don't understand. I, sometimes I'm not sure if everybody understands what they're watching with him. You know, two pulling guards. It's third and four, and they just we just we expect them to get the first down. And not only do we expect it now, we go well. I mean, he got 15. And we just go, oh, he got 15. Big deal. I mean, he he's laid he's raised the level of expectations as far as what's expected of the position. There's certain things he has about his game that are better than Mahomes. Running him, running the ball is certainly one of them. They're both the two best scramblers in the sport. That's for sure. But, you know, running the football as far as the quarterback design runs, that's where Josh Allen is in another level. That's where, you know, they're both special with their ability to buy time and create plays and move the ball outside the pocket. Um, but I think, Mah- I mean, Allen's size is certainly a factor in how you got to evaluate him too because he does bring another dynamic to short yardage situations or uh, red zone situations when you're down there close to the goal line. Just unbelievable players, really. They really are, and it's just it was amazing to watch last night. There was a fourth and short that yeah. the Bills didn't go for, that, and I'm I'm trying to figure out where it was. Was it fourth and one from their own 34, and they punted? They were down. Then there there was once or twice last night where they like, just let just let Josh Allen run it. He's gonna get it. <laughs> like, why is it even a question? You know, all this talk about analytics and when to go for it on fourth down. When you have Josh Allen in the zone that he was in last night, you go for it on fourth and short because he's going to get it. Uh, it's it's just, They started you, the game doing to, that, right? I mean, the first drive yeah. of the game, fourth and two, right around, what, on their own side of the field or midfield right there. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. There this, was a moment the there one. where I wasn't this sure either. Right, go ahead. When it was 17-14, the Bills on their own 34, fourth and one. This is what it was. The Chiefs had just gone up 17-14, and it's like, hey, you give it back to the Chiefs. I mean, you punt it, they're going to score a touchdown. They did anyway. It made it 23-14. I mean, the Bills had to fight back from a nine-point deficit. That was a spot where it was a no-brainer to me. Just let Josh Allen run. But that that's the magic he had last night. And we haven't talked about some of these throws. Good Lord. Like, they happen so fast, it's hard to appreciate what is really going on it's like a a bolt of lightning and you're too busy cowering under the desk to truly appreciate what what a a throw it was the one that he threw this is it here from his own 17 to the other 17 and it was not your prototypical high arching long throw I mean, it was incredible. I, I'm amazed that some of these passes were <laughs> caught given the force that was behind them. Well, both of them just have incredible arms. They have incredible talent. And that, that to me, they're right there, right? Where, let's say, like, you know, I think it's a great conversation. We could probably waste a whole show breaking down who's better, Mahomes or Allen. Let's get into the little intricacies of what makes one great. Like, that stuff right there, that's where I go. I think Josh Allen's better than Mahomes. Stand in the pocket. Let me throw a big laser down the football field you know that the, the throws are unreal but then Al, and then Mahomes makes up ground because he has more of the sidearm and I'm running this way and I'm contorting my body and throwing it across the field he might he's better at that aspect of the game it's just it, they all have they both have every magic trick in the in every shot in the bag that you need and then some and and you're right like that throw there that's insane like you're talking about it. it's 55 yards through the air not even high up in the air effortless out there 
boom, touchdown, quick strike. You're going, oh, man. I mean, it was just neither team wanted to die last night, and neither quarterback was going to let their team die. Really, Mike, I mean, what I ultimately came down to, and I don't know, you hear me out with this game a little bit. You know, Buffalo, of course, Super Bowl worthy. We know that. Kansas City, we already knew, was Super Bowl worthy. But I, I really look at it still, too. Mahomes, Allen, and then I think the next thing I look at and just go, all right, what dictated the football game? The, the Chiefs still have a few more studs and difference makers on their roster, in my opinion, that Buffalo just doesn't have yet. Gabriel Davis, we haven't talked about him. Holy cow, Batman, what a game. But, like, I'm just talking about real difference-making playmakers, especially on the defensive side of the ball, too. That's, to me, where I look at it and go, there's the Hill and the Kelsey factor, of course. And then there's always one other guy that adds to the game in some way. McCole Hardman had a few flash flashes here and there. We saw that. McKinnon, the way he played. But then, also on defense, that's where I look at Kansas City, where they separate them themselves. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Melvin Ingram, they just got a few guys who can go, again, almost like the quarterbacks where they can go outside the realm of what's asked of them, you know, as far as the scheme is concerned. And th that was one thing that I think popped to me too throughout the game. You agree with that or what, what, what's your thought on that? Well, look, the Chiefs had other guys step up. We've been saying all year, yeah, one of these guys right. going to step up and, and they are. As these games are getting into the single elimination round. I mean, Jarek McKinnon is a guy that they're like, hey, you know, we got guys, a bunch of guys banged up. Let's just give him a try. And they, 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 they he should Eureka. be the guy. Yeah, exactly. he's the guy. Right. And and Byron Pringle has a touchdown catch again. And Miko Hardman with that run to the end zone and the dive to the pylon, they're getting help from other guys. Right. And right. their main guys are still contributing in a major, major way. Both Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So here's the run from Miko Hardman. Yeah, where he just, I mean, special you know, play. Hesitates Holy and then he shot out of a cannon and right into the end zone. That, that's what they expected him to do from the get-go when they made him a second-round pick back in, what was it, 2019? So uh, they're, they're getting that now, and it's going to put more stress on defenses. Good luck to the Bengals this weekend. And I'm not going to write the Bengals off in no, any how setting can after you? How what can I you? saw them do, but right. good luck to the Bengals. Thoughts and prayers as you head to Kansas City. If Unless there's some major letdown. I, I don't know if I told you this last week or who I said it to, but I said that Bills-Chiefs game has the potential to be the kind of game that whoever wins it is going to have a hell of a time getting themselves back into the mindset sure a hell of a time recovering from that and we've seen that before we saw it after the minneapolis miracle four years ago the vikings couldn't get it back you can't get it that's going to be part of the challenge this week for the chiefs to try to get it back and hey they got a super bowl on the line they're playing at home but uh to recover no from doubt. that no doubt is going to be a challenge well, and if you're, I'm, you're right. I, when it went to overtime last night uh my son said well who are the bengals rooting for and the bengals are rooting for five overtimes wear them out <laughs> don't score any more points play all night uh and then the Bengals get somebody who has nothing left in the tank whatsoever emotionally it's it's really going to take a lot for the Chiefs to rebuild this but they can do it with Andy Reid and all those guys they have and the veteran presence and the leadership and the calm and the moxie and all the superlatives they can do it they, they just they always answer the bell I mean that's where we got to give Andy Reid you know props too. you know you say what you want offensive coach throwing the ball whatever the team's tough they're battle tested. I mean, had they just they win so many of these football games. They never die. 
It's unbelievable. You can't slay the dragon in the AFC. You know, it, it, it's really, it, it's a special, you know, group and culture they have cultivated there in Kansas City that makes them, you know, really, uh, it, it's its its own dynasty. I know they've only won one championship. It's kind of a start of a dynasty in its own right, but so different than, like, the Patriots dynasties that we've seen and everything where things are so buttoned up and schematical and, like, we play perfect as a football team. This is not always that way with Kansas City. It's a little bit like, oh, boy, we, we banged a, you know, we a little fender bender here a little fender bender here and all of a sudden it's just like oh zoom we're gonna step on the gas and we're just better than you and get the hell out of our way it's it's amazing i've never seen a team like them i've never seen a team that they can just catch on fire the way they catch on and mike here's one other thing i'm gonna give you too because i know we've talked about this a lot last night i think is the first time ever I was like, okay, maybe they need to change the overtime rules. Maybe they do. Maybe uh-huh. it's not fair. It was the first time ever. Uh-huh. I thought of you. It's the first time. I'm not going to lie because it just it was one of those games where you went, it's just not fair that the other guy who's played amazing. It's all I want, so all I want is fair. I, I, that's where I, I came away. I mean, you know, I'm even sitting there with my wife who you know is a casual watcher and even for her. Last night, I mean, it was she was yelling at the screen. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I mean, the game was unbelievable, and she just couldn't believe that Josh Allen didn't get a chance to get the ball and go down and score and tie a game either. And and I get it. That's the kind of game where you go, uh, they might need to tweak that rule. I don't think that's fair to Buffalo or Josh Allen. Let's hear a little from Josh Allen on his emotions as he exited the field. Then we'll talk a little more about the overtime rule and what maybe they can do about it. It was, just, it was, it was tough, you know, to, to be in that moment. Um, again, had a lot of respect for, for Pat. You know, he throws a winning touchdown and he comes straight over and finds me. Um, you know, to, to be in that situation and to do that, that's, that was pretty cool of him to, to do that. And, um, you know, just obviously it sucks the way, way it happened. Um, you know, we, we wanted to win that game. We had our opportunities and, um, yeah, I, I, taking it all in and hoping, holding on to that feeling and uh, making sure that, you know, we don't, we don't feel like this again. And, uh, you know, like I said, back to back years in the same spot, um, it's tough to take in, but, you know, it's part of the game. It's part of the learning process. And we got to, again, we got to use this and figure out how we can be better and, um, how we can, uh, you know, accomplish what we want to accomplish. To his credit, Josh Allen did not complain about the overtime rule. He said, hey, look, we have to make the plays when we can. Now, he doesn't need to complain about it because plenty of others are. And maybe the next time they win the coin toss and the rule goes their way. There is a real dynamic in the NFL among the teams. When they get screwed by a bad rule, they they say maybe we shouldn't push to change it because next time around maybe it goes our way. Although the Packers have been burned by it a couple of times, the Patriots have benefited from from it a couple of times and the Chiefs now who proposed the rule change to guarantee a possession for each team after they got burned by it three years ago in the AFC championship game at home against the Patriots they proposed it it didn't go anywhere and they should be glad it didn't go anywhere because now they got they got their opportunity but it's it's a simple basic visceral thing whatever the rule is it needs to give each team a fair opportunity to prevail the idea of a coin toss deciding the outcome of the game. And last night, whoever got that ball first, whoever got it first was scoring a touchdown. The way that it was going at the end of the game and the way the offenses are supercharged now and the rules are skewed in favor of the offense, 
They, they recognized the need for change when they made it no more walk-off field goals on a first drive of overtime. They need to take it the rest of the way. Half measure needs to become a full measure because it's not satisfying. How's it satisfying to not see Patrick Mahomes get his chance against Tom Brady in 2018, to not see Matt Ryan get his chance against Tom Brady in Super Bowl 51, and to not see last night Josh Allen get a chance to match what Patrick Mahomes did in that divisional round game. And, and hopefully, hey, Chris, if last night's game doesn't do it, nothing ever will. No, I, I would say that too. You're right. It, it really is a tough one. I mean, again, you know me. I'm old school. Forever, I was kind of like, ah, just leave it the way it is. Let's just o- overtime, sudden death. Uh, but the rules were tweaked. And I know now I look at it and I just – in a game like that last night too where no quarterback made a mistake deserving to lose, uh, that's where you just have a hard time swallowing it, where you just look at it man, and go, whoa, both guys are phenomenal. You're right. It just seemed like whoever got lucky to get the ball, win the coin toss, was going to go down and score the touchdown and win the football game. The defenses were exhausted at that point. Uh, so I, I'm with you. It's definitely one I'm certain like, – I'm, I'm ready to listen to and maybe take into account. Maybe it's just a playoff thing. Maybe it's not in the regular yes. season. Maybe you just make it the Correct. playoffs because now you have the high-quality quarterbacks and the best teams and the best players at the position that way to where it makes more sense. But uh, I'm with you, Mike. I think uh, last night might have changed my mind a little bit in this subject. And I'm, I'm glad Allen didn't make any excuses either. That's, that's the way to handle it. We need to strip out some of the stupid that gets brought up when the NFL defends its current system. And one of the things that marred the process after the 2009 NFC Championship game when the Saints had the walk-off field goal and they realized they needed to change it, well, we have to have the same rule for the playoffs that we have for the regular season. Well, why? Why do you have to have the same rule? I mean, the regular season game can end in a tie. Yeah. The playoff game can. can't. It's inherently different, it's different right there. right away. So right. why do we right. have to have – why do we have to have – uh, same procedures for both. You have a special postseason overtime procedure. And, you know, one one thing that maybe you could use the same rule other than tie versus play until it's over, the proposal that the Ravens made last year, and I haven't dusted this off and written about it again yet, but the spot and shoes. Do you remember we talked about that back in March? The yeah, Ravens' sure. idea that one team chooses where – the drive is going to begin to commence overtime, what yard line the ball is put on, and the other team chooses whether to play offense or defense. And last night, last night, even if the Bills had chosen the one, the Kansas City won, I still think the Chiefs take the ball and go 99 yards down the field. It seems so like it. I don't, I don't know that that's foolproof either. Right, right. But just – but something that is more fair than having so much ride on the flip of a coin, you don't want it riding on the flip of a coin. And the idea of sudden death, Dean Blandino's point, well, the NFL wants to have the idea that you need to stay in the room and keep the game on and keep your eyes open because the game can end on any play. Who's turning off overtime of a playoff game? Who's going to get a sandwich yeah, that's during over. overtime of yeah, a playoff that's game? Old school that's thought. dumb. That's old that's world. Dumb. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, nobody's turning that off in that game last night just because it's, oh, no, the game can end at any moment. And everybody's tuned in to go, what the hell's going to happen next? Are you kidding me? I mean, just both of these quarterbacks with the throws, I mean, lasers down the middle, down the sidelines, sidearm touch throws. Nobody was turning that off. Like I said, it's just I feel like the most basic of 
casual NFL fans last night was going, whoa, what the hell am I watching with these two guys playing quarterback? It's I don't care who you are, whether you're you know an ex NFL Hall of Fame quarterback or somebody that just tunes in occasionally on Sunday. That was one that just pops out to you. That really was. This is this game for the ages. People are going to talk about this game forever. I mean, it was more emotional mood swings. My little boy, Patrick Mahomes fan, right? He's sitting there. He had four meltdowns in the last three minutes of the game. He cried. He was happy. He cried. He was happy, and then he was happy again. I mean, it. Was it was just it was unbelievable it had everything to offer screw sudden death in that scenario i'm with you thank you yeah. thank you agreed on that note let's take a break when we return the tampa bay buccaneers quest for a repeat has come to an end has tom brady's career also come to an end we'll discuss that next on this monday edition of pro football talk live With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What a, what an interesting game. What an amazing sign of resilience. Team picking each other up. A lot of things didn't go our way in the second half, but guys just kept battling and found a way. And there's no style points in the playoffs. You, you either uh, go home or you advance. And I'm so proud of this group. I'm still trying to process everything. But, um, man, that was a crazy game. Um, you know, I knew it was going to come down to the end. Um, all the times that I've played, you know, Tom Brady, um, you know, it always comes down to the end. So I knew no lead that we uh, that we had was safe. Um, man, I'm so proud of these guys, man. Everybody played. Every, everybody, Everybody's name was called today, and everybody answered the bell from all, offense, defense, special teams. Um, nobody was perfect tonight. Um, but, you know, we, we still found a way to to uh, to win it, man. And it's, uh, it's always great to, you know, fix uh, things that you did wrong after a win. So it's... Uh, Crazy win, man. Von Miller, the Super Bowl 50 MVP. Great touch with the Demarius Thomas t-shirt. 
former teammate of his in Denver. And by the way, by the way, Demarius Thomas was the first player in NFL history to score a walk-off postseason overtime touchdown, courtesy of a surprisingly accurate throw from Tim Tebow to cap a win over the Steelers 10 years ago in the wild card round of the playoffs. So the Rams win a wild one in Tampa Bay, 27-3, not quite 28-3, but they still blew it. Unbelievable. Because I kept thinking from the Buccaneers' perspective, as they were trying to come back, well, that's it. It's done. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Well, okay, nice try. Well, okay, maybe next year. And they kept coming. And they kept coming. And they finally tie it up. And all the momentum is going in Tampa Bay's way. And it looked like Matthew Stafford fumbled it. And then I'm thinking he's going to throw a pick six. And then, holy crap, Cooper Cup gets behind the defense. That, that one. I mean... It's like every game we saw this weekend got one-upped by the next game to the point where we've forgotten how great these other games were. Bill's Chiefs was so memorable. It's like, it, 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 yeah, so was the one before it. That's incredible the way the Buccaneers lost that game after storming back from down 27-3 to and letting Cooper Cup beat them deep. It's got a little everything to offer. Again, I mean, it was. It was amazing. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't script a game to be any better or more exciting. No doubt about it. And, and I mean, it had good, bad, all the theatrics you wanted, and it delivered. It really did. It was a phenomenal football game. I'll, I'll say this though. This is where, like, you know, you 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 kind of started off the show a little bit where you were like, you could argue the the lesser teams won. Not in this one. This was the biggest ass whooping of a three point victory I've ever seen in my you're life. Right. Now you're I right. Mean, you're this right. This one, there was no doubt who the better team was on the field. Now they also led like in the dumbest crap ever. You know, people are gonna sit here and go, "Well, the Bucks made them do that." Cooper got Cooper Cup got tackled like that a thousand times this year. I don't know why he fumbled right there, but they. Let them off the hook. We're clearly outplayed the Bucks. Did everything you talk about as far as what it takes to upset Brady and upset a Brady-led football team. Matthew Stafford, you know, we can silence all the critics there for can he play in the playoffs. Yeah, when he's got support and a system around him, damn, he's good. He was on fire yesterday. I mean, we had, like, major mistakes by the Rams down the stretch. What the hell is this? Up two touchdowns, and you let somebody go route, run right by you? Here, Cam Akers, the fumble, the fumble on the one-yard line, the snap over the head. You have to whoop a team's ass to fumble the ball four times and still win the football game. And then this, of course, being the crown achievement. What a throw. I don't know what the Bucks were thinking there. I don't understand the defensive call. Antoine Winfield one-on-one, -on -one, Cooper Cup. But, Mike, that would be my one thing. Like, close game. Yes, it was awesome. I know it was Brady bringing them back. But I was going to be upset if the Rams lost. The Rams were clearly in a different class when they were both playing their A-plus game and the game was on the line. And they just made some mistakes where you go, I, I, you don't see playoff teams make those kind of mistakes. But sometimes you have to be that I know. much better no than a Tom Brady-led team to – to kill the Terminator. That's right. Remember a couple years ago we were talking right. about that? You got to melt that He's SOB dead. down to nothing. <laughs> you got to hope he doesn't reconstitute. You got to take the pieces and scatter them across a 3,000 square it was mile unbelievable. radius. And and he still finds a way to, to, to regather. It, it, it really is. You know, and we're going to talk more coming up later about whether or not it was Brady's last game. If it was his last game, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. He did everything in his power to try to, try to will a lesser team 
to victory over a Rams team that is stocked with superstars, and we saw why they went and got those guys. Odo Beckham Jr. Remember we said last week, he's going to put on a show for Tom Brady. The Bucs could have had him. Bruce Arians had that flippant remark. Well, there's too many. We got too many letters here. We got AB. We don't need OBJ. Well, yeah. In hindsight, maybe maybe they maybe they should have maybe they should have found a spot for OBJ and had him on their team yesterday instead of the Rams because he showed up. That's kind of getting lost in all this. He showed up with some big plays yesterday that helped the Rams make the difference. No doubt. I mean, uh, really, a lot of their stars did. That's why they won the football game. And I mean, again, they had them in a spot there, 27 to three, where it was complete domination it was whatever they wanted to do I mean it was Stafford just dicing them up they protected Stafford there was a game plan to protect him you know McVay smart as always stays patient with the run even when it's not working he runs the ball just enough so wait we got to keep defending it keeps play action available they did all the right things on the offensive side of the ball you know the the Bucks D-line that they were healthy they're superstars they certainly didn't have the same effect on the football game as the Rams' defensive line, that's for sure. But Stafford put the ball on the money throughout the day. The Rams' pass rush and what they did on defense, Brady was flustered, and they could do nothing throughout the day, really until the last drive or two when they got some short fields and, and you know put in some spots where it was desperation and caught them that way. But the Rams played a perfect football game in a lot of ways where you saw the best of the Rams and you went, whoa, Rams play like this, they can win the Super Bowl and beat anybody. And these guys right here, Floyd, Von Miller, uh, and, and Aaron Donald, they had moments of taking over the football game and real dominance to where, you know, again, Brady at 44, this is not the kind of, this is not Mahomes and Allen. He can't move. He can't get out of the way of anybody in some of these scenarios. And that really was the, the biggest difference in the football game uh, as far as their D-line really pressuring Brady and knocking that Bucks offense out of, out of sequence a lot. And, you know, all the changes they made on the fly, the the changing of a tire on a moving car, well, sometimes the wheel gets on just right, just in time. And Von Miller's been there long enough, OBJ's been there long enough that they're really starting to find their groove. And they are going to have some things to fix as they go against a 49ers team that has mastered them in recent years. we got plenty of time this week to talk about it. But they got a win on a day when they tried to give it away. And the way that Holy they pulled cow. it off, that, that that throw to Cooper Cup, and it was a blitz, but it wasn't communicated well, and Bruce Arians, the coach of the Buccaneers, tried to explain after the game exactly what was supposed to happen and what did happen on this fateful play that resulted in Matthew Stafford connecting on the unlikely deep throw to Cooper Cup. Here's Arians from after the game. Do we have Arians from after Just going for broke there, or uh, we just some guys didn't blitz. I don't know if we didn't get the call, but it wasn't it was an all-out blitz. We should have got a ton of pressure. So there was a communication issue. Apparently, I don't know that you. I don't know that all-out blitz is the. That's I, that, that's look, really I, the I, question, anyways. It's that's what we got to yeah. question. All-out blitz. They got no timeouts. Why? Why are we giving them a chance to throw the ball up on one-on-one coverage and find a matchup that benefits them 
to put them in field goal position. That That is where I, I don't understand that. To me, why do you go for the kill and the jugular there? Why not play a defense where, yes, you protect the sidelines a little bit, and if they decide they want to try to throw a ball you know, over the middle, you know, five, eight yards down the football field, it's not going to quite get them in field goal territory. We already saw them kick a 48-yarder short. I mean, to me, they gave the Rams exactly what they wanted in that moment right there. That was like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Wait, I don't have to think. I don't have to make a decision. I can just look at who's got the best matchup with my star receivers and play that, and Stafford throws just an absolute unbelievable football. I mean, Stafford yesterday, the play was amazing. That clip of Stafford running down the field was like a little kid chasing an ice cream truck. It was, it was amazing. But, you know, that's what, the, yeah. that's what they had to do. They got in position just in time to set up the game-winning field goal for Matt Gay. I don't know if the Bucks were thinking that they could rattle him, that they could make him throw an interception. You know, he almost had the fumble. And one of his throws on that drive, it seemed like it was tentative, like there was a little too much air under it, like he's thinking, don't screw up, don't make a mistake. That had to be in his head at some point. When all the momentum has gone to the Buccaneers' favor, they'd squandered the 27-3 lead. There had to be some element of him that he had to kind of push down. Don't mess up here. And they, they, they rolled the dice against the wrong guy and gave him the opening to hit Cup over the top, and that was it. I, again, if the Bills' Chief, Chiefs game doesn't happen at all, this is one of the most memorable outcomes. This is one of the most memorable division right. round games right. of all time. To have the, the Rams emerge from the death blow that Tom Brady was in the process of giving to them. It was incredible. Incredible what happened. It, it was. It, it was. I mean, yeah. The, again, I think to, the, the thing that's incredible is to seize the momentum back after that, after everything had gone wrong, where you just went, oh, my gosh, what else can they do to shoot themselves in the foot here at the end of the football game? Oh, man, the Bucks have all the momentum. The crowd's back in it. It's frenzied. The game's tied. You know, the, the Rams haven't put a substantial drive together in quite some time when they get the ball there with very little time left on the clock. And you're just going, how are they going to do it? Is it really going to happen? And I think the big play, again, you know, let's, let's show the clip one more time. I mean, the Cooper Cup out route, uh, just a nice controlled throw. Good job by the Rams. McVay dialing up the right play. That makes, Mc, uh, makes Cup the number one read here. You know, guy on the outside runs a clear go route. There goes Cooper Cup, kind of waiting to come off his butt he runs the out route gets out of bounds then this play right here all out blitz hey Stafford's under pressure here can we rewind that play one more time if we don't mind the all out and I under, you know, I hear what like Bruce is saying Bruce is saying somebody else didn't blitz along the way here you know yep maybe they're one guy short either way I don't know if that's going to really dictate what happens there Stafford sees the pressure. He knows it's all out blitz. He's fading away regardless. The question still is, why are they calling that type of defense and putting Antoine Winfield, a safety nonetheless, in a one-on-one situation against the best wide receiver in football this year? That's where I think, you know, after all that and the Bucks not playing well and then mounting that comeback to like you're talking about, and then make that call, that's where I think they're going to kick themselves in the butt. Like, why? What were we doing? Why did we go for the juggler right there and give them the chance to, you know, make a great play with one of their stars, which, you know, we had seen a a few times throughout the day. Really unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Cooper Cup had a touchdown earlier in the game. Um, 
Uh, he had eight catches. No, nine catches. I had the numbers in front of me. I scrolled down. I think he had nine catches for 183. Yeah, that's and, right. And a, and a touchdown. Yeah, just incredible. And then the play that ended up ended up deciding the game. Um, th- th- didn't this game kind of feel like an old school Super Bowl to you? The way that it started late in the afternoon with the sun. The it was like sun, an old it was. West it was Coast a three thirty Rose Bowl Super Bowl with as gra- yeah, with yeah. as green as the grass was. The shine on the helmets. Yes, it did. It looked. It had that look. It really did. Hey, I watch Carlton Davis on this. Look at Carlton Davis. Watch him. Didn't. Did, I, did, I, I kind of feel like he kind of didn't go all out to try to tackle him. Am I wrong to think that? Watch 24 on the way in. Yeah, no, I hear you. Is he, he really up. going? Well, I, going think he, uh, I think he's going, wait, I'm running pretty fast and I'm not going to catch that guy. I just, uh, but that was another another uh, you know phenomenal play. That's where I know the game was close and everything there, but we that's Stafford. That, that's a special football play. You know, Stafford and the Rams offense showed up and rose to the challenge where that's where I'd go. The Bucks, I, I don't know if they necessarily did. We know they were a little banged up at the right tackle position, certainly, you know, as far as the, the Bucks offensive line was concerned. But I question the Rams' ability to protect Stafford almost every bit as much as, if not more, than the Bucks' ability to protect uh, Brady. And I think that was the thing that really jumped out to me about the football game was the, the protection plan. They really were all over it all day long the bucks couldn't get three guys three guys through the protection plan when they did blitz and when they didn't blitz for the most part not that he had all day but enough to sit there and read coverages and then plays like that where you see him manipulate the coverage with his eyes stare right down the middle of the field move that safety and then bam hit cooper cup down the right side stafford was on his game he might have played his best game of the whole year yesterday really and and really ultimately i mean you take away the I mean that's what's crazy about this game is Cam Akers fumble on the one yard line you know we got the ball around midfield and Cooper Cup fumbles the ball on a first down catching the flat we got the ball in field goal position after a Brady interception we're in field goal position and we snap the ball 30 yards behind Stafford's head and the Bucks get the ball like the game was amazing in that it was a three-point victory and had all the theatrics the game was this close to being 44 to 10 too that's where it was so crazy and that's where it's hard to wrap your head around what the hell happened and where did it all go wrong but the Rams yeah made some huge blunders but we saw when they're at their best the Rams are scary and their stars have continued to show uh, everything's going in the right direction only thing Mike we questioned going in the playoffs was Stafford we said a lot of times the Rams got it all rolling can we trust Stafford it's two playoff games in a row where he's been top notch and they're playing their best football for the most part here going in the NFC championship game against their kryptonite 49ers when you throw eight interceptions in the last four games of the regular season, question those questions it. are going to be justified. Right. Now, we're going to talk right. coming up about Tom Brady possibly having played his last game. Before we take a break, though, we have to share with you the fact that his 22-year career culminated yesterday in his first ever unsportsmanlike conduct foul because he thought he had taken a helmet from Von Miller to the chin. Oh, by the way, he had. He had a bloody lip to show for it. There was no foul called when he took the blow to the chin by Von Miller's helmet. You see it slide up and under the shoulder pads and get to the chin. So he has something to say to Sean Hockley, the referee. Sean Hockley threw the flag, and after the game, Sean Hockley explained why he threw the flag, and the money quote is that Tom Brady got in my face in an aggressive manner and used 
abusive language. I can only imagine what Tom Brady had to say to Sean Hockley, but good for Sean Hockley and not taking that crap. You know, Brady talked earlier in the week about how he's a pain in the butt and he thinks he doesn't get special treatment on on roughing the passer, and he didn't. He should have gotten the foul, but there's a line that you can't cross, and sometimes Tom Brady feels like he can say whatever he wants and do whatever he wants, and Sean Hockley wasn't having any of it yesterday. So good for Sean Hockley because I'm sure that whatever Brady said, he deserved it. Well, the, the Bucks lost their cool yesterday. They're used to being the bullies, and they got bullied. And, I mean, whether it was that play, Sue, Levante, David throwing the helmet. I mean, they, they lost Reflection their cool. Reflection of the coach. There's no doubt. Reflection well, I, I won't lie with that. And I don't want that called roughing the passer. You know, again, it's a big helmet on these guys' heads. You know, he hit them in the chest. Yeah, the helmet's big. It's going to graze your chin. I mean, oh, no, there's blood. I mean, what does he think, like, the Bart Stars and the Johnny Unitases and the Ken Stablers and the Terry Bradshaws of the world think when they go, oh, there's blood. I got hit in the head. I mean, they, they went, wait, every game I ever played in, I had blood in my face. What are you talking about? Come on. That's ridiculous, first of all. And then to well, act that right, way, right. But, if the, but the that. rules are different. I get the it. The rules are different I get now. it. But, I mean, to, to cry and complain about it that way, that bothered me yesterday. I just – Hey, you know what? Way, look, look, look at his yeah. chin strap. Look at his chin strap. I mean, hey, we've talked about it with Aaron Rodgers. Why does Aaron Rodgers wear that little thin chin strap? Right. Um, you know, sometimes maybe you should have a bigger chin strap to protect. I mean, come on, that. he's got a, it's a little it's a little blood on his lip. I mean, he could have scratched it. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, that's not the way to act or go. He's gotten away without his whole career. You know, I know, and like you know, I saw like PFF last week, and and Collinsworth tried to stick up for Brady a little bit with like, yeah, he's gotten the least roughing passer calls as far as like the amount of dropbacks. Come on, that that's great for the amount of dropbacks, but how many of those were like called Hits. when you take? It's apple hits. to apple the hits right, right. where you go hits. wait this wasn't called for this quarterback and it was called for him so yes the brady the brady the bucks they got frustrated they got outplayed they were not the better team they were fortunate the rams had some real big blunders in that football game it led to great theatrics no doubt but yeah that wasn't a great look for tom to do that right there Will that be the last we ever see of Tom Brady in a football uniform? We'll discuss that when this Monday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 